This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. From your TV, enjoy AMI-audio. Rogers Ignite customers, guys, look for us on channel 146. And SaskTel customers, you guys can find us on channel 555. Visit AMI.ca slash audio for a list of channel locations in your area. Kelly McDonald here with Ramya Muthan. On Tuesdays, I was thinking, wait, is it a Tuesday? Yes, it is. <laughs> on Tuesdays, we welcome in our veterinarian, Dr. Danielle Jonkind. We call it Ask a Vet, where we talk about all things related to our uh, furry friends, our animal friends, our pets, and beyond our pets as well. And we hear a lot about conservation and bio biodiversity disasters in the news. And every once in a while, though, we hope for and hear about a feel-good story with uh, some positive news and things to make us feel good, put a smile on our face. Now, Asian elephants are listed as an endangered species by the International Union for the Conservation of Nature. But in October, a zoo involving an Asian elephant conservation got some extremely surprising and good news. So this is the good news that we're going to talk about today on Ask a Vet with Dr. Danielle Jonkind. I'm looking forward to it. I love elephants, Danielle. Tell us a bit about Asian elephants, first of all. Uh, well, there's apparently three species of elephants in the world. Um, the African savanna elephants are probably the most famous, the ones you see in all the nature documentaries, you know. Um, there are apparently also African forest elephants, which are a little smaller, and Asian elephants as well. So I guess in the wild, um, Asian elephants live in forests across South and Southeastern Asia, and they prefer to eat things like grass, bamboo, and palm plants in the wild. But they apparently like some cultivated human crops like rice, bananas, and sugarcane as well, which I gather doesn't always go on, uh, go over very well. <laughs> but um, you can actually tell them apart from African elephants as they, they're a little bit smaller. You know, they have smaller ears. Um, and their heads are a different shape. So African elephants have this, you know, kind of dome-shaped rounded top to their head, while Asian elephants have sort of a groove down the center of the top of the head. So there's like two slight humps on either side. Um, Asian elephants um, apparently don't always grow tusks, you know, and mm. if they do, mm. the males are the only ones to have true tusks. The females have, you know, um, something smaller. And uh, these tend to be smaller than the tusks of the African elephants. Um, I also understand that Asian elephants have a prominent place in the Hindu religion in South Asia being considered a sacred animal to followers of that faith. So lots of cool facts out there about Asian elephants. Is there ever? Mm -hmm. Wow. So what is the conservation status about the elephant? Well, the International Union for the Conservation of Nature, which we'll call IUCN because that's not such a mouthful to say. Exactly. A little easier. <laughs> that's right. They they keep ta tabs on this kind of stuff, and their website says that there's only 48,000 to 50,000 Asian elephants that remain in the wild. Oh. Um, they're apparently spread out over 13 countries, um, but 60% of the wild population lives in India. Uh, the rest of the countries host much smaller populations of individuals, with only Myanmar, Sri Lanka, Thailand, and Malaysia having populations bigger than 2,000 elephants. 
um, the populations in Vietnam and Indonesia apparently are critically endangered. And, you know, the IUCN lists two big problems with conservation efforts for the wild Asian elephant population. Um, and those problems are habitat loss and conflict with humans. So, of course, like everything else, you know, suitable habitat for these animals is shrinking and um, patches of suitable habitat are becoming isolated from each other. And it's important to remember, you know, elephants are these huge herbivores, you know, which means they eat down available vegetation in one area and move on to another area. Um, so, you know, some... And they're really important to the ecology of the, the area. You know, some plants can only germinate when their seeds have passed through the digestive tract of an elephant. Um, but they're rapidly losing the ability to go anywhere or get to other suitable places for them to be when they need to move. Um, because, of course, human encroachment into wilderness areas and climate change, you know, are causing problems. And, in fact, it's estimated to reduce their currently available habitat by 42%. And since they don't already have enough space, you know, that potential loss is a big deal. Um, the other issue, of course, is conflict with people. Elephants are huge animals, and they can mm -hmm. be extremely dangerous when they're provoked. Um, in their need to get to places where they can find food and water, they now sometimes have to travel through places where people have settled. And the IUCN website reports there are 400 human deaths annually from elephant attacks in India alone and 100 elephant deaths from interactions with humans oh, wow. annually. Yeah, so, you know, the more that people and elephants encroach into each other's areas, you know, the worse that problem becomes. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. Well, what so, a scary number on the 100 with the interactions with, like, yeah, it's just frightening. Yeah, yeah, it really is. So, you know, the IUCN is, you know, recommending conserving elephant habitat and establishing safe corridors for them to travel, you know, between these areas so that, you know, it keeps people and elephants both safe. You know, it's a really great idea. And that is a, a very particular thing, you know, because we think about uh, habitats for animals, wild animals, but we never necessarily think about, okay, but what happens if they want to move? from one place to another. That's really interesting. And besides habitat preservation, Danielle, what else is being done to conserve Asian, Asian elephants? Well, there are many zoos um, that participate in breeding programs related to conserving endangered species. And of course, the Asian elephant is no exception to that. Um, zoos can belong to organizations that help foster collaboration in conservation and promoting genetic diversity in captive elephant populations. So, you know, there is an organization called the Association of Zoos and Aquariums, or AZA, um, which regularly inspects facilities and, you know, they make sure that they're meeting the best standards for things like animal housing, behavioral enrichment, nutrition, veterinary care. And, of course, you know, it's important because this AZA membership allows zoos to participate in their species survival plan. So, of course, on its own, one zoo may have access to only a small population of a particular species. So if you want to maintain genetic diversity, you're going to need access to a larger population of individuals to, um, to do that, um, which is where this accreditation and membership in a conservation-focused organization becomes really helpful. Um, well, we'd all prefer to see healthy populations of elephants roaming the wild. You know, captive breeding programs for Asian elephants can at least help with some conservation and with educating the public, too. So I think that's another thing that, uh, you know, they're kind of looking at and working on. Yeah. Well, you get to where 
you need to do what you need to do to, for that conservation and support. I, I mean, I love the idea back what you said a while ago about at least making sure they have a way, their roadway their to road get from point A to point B to do things and to be safe while doing it, especially on those those interactions. I I, I find that really, sh- it shakes you up when you hear those kinds of things, those kind of numbers and realize avoidable. You know, we, we can do things to avoid having to lose these animals or these interactions or, or, or um, you know, what have you. Um, Danielle, do you want to get in this feel-good story that you have for us today on the show? I do, I do, because this is so exciting. <laughs> so um, one of those AZA-accredited zoos in the U.S., um, the Rosamond Gifford Zoo in New York State, has a breeding program for their Asian elephants. And their elephants, Doc and Mali, have had successful pregnancies before, but on October 24th, Mali surprised everybody by successfully delivering twins. Okay, so they were two boys. (laughs) Yeah, the first weighed in at 220 pounds, and his brother (laughs) arrived 10 hours later and weighed 237 pounds. Those are big babies. (laughs) No kidding. That's amazing. Well, I, I'm not going to lie. Um, when you started saying weight, I didn't even think that this could be in the hundreds. But obviously, we're talking about elephants. Uh, are twins common with elephants? Apparently not. You know, um, the zoo's website explains that less than 1% of elephant births are twins and that the complication rate of twin births is really high. So, you know, the twins most often don't survive it. And sometimes the mom doesn't either. So, you know, the the zoo website also says that elephants are extremely difficult to ultrasound. So though the zoo staff knew that Mally was pregnant, they had no idea that she was pregnant with twins. So I imagine it must have been quite a surprise when baby number two was born. Yeah. Oh, wait, <laughs> yeah, wait, for look. Sure. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Is that another one? <laughs> But the zoo reports that the second calf was a little bit weaker than the first at birth. So the zoo staff and their veterinary team jumped in to help him out. And now mom and both babies are doing well. And, you know, looking at pictures and videos of them online, oh, my goodness, they are so cute. Wow. <laughs> I, I really didn't expect them to have so much hair, but these two little guys <laughs> were positively fuzzy in their newborn <laughs> photos. And I'm always amazed, you know, at how well-developed herd animals are at birth. And elephants, of course, are no exception. You know, at only a few weeks of age, these little guys are off and running with their older herd mates. They're perfect miniature little versions of adult elephants. And, you know, I guess it shouldn't really surprise me. Elephants have the longest pregnancy of any mammal. Like, they carry their babies for almost two years. So that gives them a lot of time to grow and develop compared to a lot of other animal babies. Yeah, two years. In in the wild, Danielle, does that second baby have more of a chance to survive or more in a situation like this, do you think? Oh, I think definitely more here, like in a captivity. I would think so too, right? No, because I think if they hadn't intervened to help that little guy, they might not have made it. Right. That's quite possible, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. That's really incredible. So uh, how many elephants now in the zoo's herd? Well, you know, the birth of the twins um, brings the Rosamond Gifford Zoo's Asian elephant herd to eight. So um, the mom, Mally, and the dad, Doc, live also with Mally's mother, Targa, and her half-sister, Karina. And there are also two unrelated aunties in the herd, Romani and Siri. 
And that's actually pretty close to the composition of a wild elephant herd, which is Mm -hmm. usually a a multi-generational group of related females with their offspring. So Mally doesn't actually know it, but she made history. Her twins are the first successful twin elephant pregnancy in the U.S., believe it or not. (laughs) Wow. This is amazing. I, I love hearing these kind of stories because, A, I think we're just, we don't hear um, often about and and don't understand too much about elephants and other you know big animals, right? So um, it's fantastic, but I still can't get over two years of a pregnancy, mm. and especially of in twins, captivity. and not even well, knowing they're twins, and especially in <laughs> captivity because we're always we're saying, always... "Oh my goodness, it gets, can be tough. It's a bit, um, you know bad." But here's the case of potential uh, growth of the herd or uh, not so much the herd, but having this kind of thing, keeping the species healthy and out there and and just saving. And I, you know, because a lot of time we think, how the heck do we keep these big animals in in captivity safe? Yeah, no, I think, um, you know, um, the accreditation is really good, uh, you know, to make sure that the zoos are doing a good job and, you know, that they, um, they're they doing at least, you know, trying to preserve the genetic diversity of, of, you know, what animals they have and all that. I think, you know, all these efforts, every little bit helps, you know. Um, the uh, the other story that was really was really good was another zoo down in the U.S., and I can't remember the life of me. I just saw this online the other day. Um, a chimpanzee mom who um, had some difficulties with delivering her baby ended up going Mm -hmm. um, for a c-section and um, the baby was a little bit frail after birth so they they kept it for two days to make sure it was stable before they put it back in the mom's enclosure and the zoo posted the video of the mom finding the baby they wrapped him up in a blanket and they put him in like her little nest area in her in her kennel and you should see this video i cried it was so gorgeous Nice. Of this mom coming back to her 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 room and finding this baby and going, oh, it's my baby. Yes, <laughs> of course. Oh my goodness. Well, we love it. Thank you so much for sharing this one and a little education on Asian elephants. Appreciate your time. Okay, you guys have a good week. Thank you. You too. Next week we're going to talk about a symptom of disease in pets, and it's not eating when and when we shouldn't when we shouldn't when we shouldn't be worried about this in our pets dr danielle johnkine up next folks nutritionist julia corentius brings us ways to stay calm or practice calmness during the holiday season stay tuned Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts.